In the Detroit Pistons' final in-season tournament game against the Indiana Pacers, it looks like they will be seeing the return of their big man of the future, Jalen Duren. We're going to talk about how big of an impact that is for the Detroit Pistons in today's episode of the Locked On Pistons podcast. You are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's the deal? Welcome back to another episode of the Lockdown Pistons podcast. Per usual, I'm your host, Kuka Hill. You can find me over on Twitter at Kuka Hill. I want to thank you guys for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We are free and available on all your podcast platforms. If you haven't already, head to the YouTube channel at Lockdown Pistons, hit that subscribe button, or leave us a five star review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on. There's another great way to support the podcast. I'm recording this on Thanksgiving. I hope you guys all had a great Thanksgiving. Um, I uh, did my best to enjoy mine, so I hope you guys enjoyed yours. In the last two segments of this podcast, we're going to have fun with this one. Um, I tweeted out and then also posted on YouTube, tell me what you're thankful for the Detroit Pistons about. And we got some serious answers. We got like some really nice and heartwarming answers. We also got a ton of funny ones. Like, I got over 300 answers. So, um, for the final two segments of this podcast, after we talk about Jalen Duran, we're just going to have fun. I'm going to read, like, my favorite responses from you guys and talk about them. Uh, so, stay tuned for that. It's just going to be a lot of fun. Nothing too serious. Just going to have some fun with that one. Um, so, stay tuned for that. Um, but let's let's go ahead and talk about Jalen Duran. So, according to the injury report, which Jalen Duran is not on at all, he should be back for the Detroit Pistons' final in-season tourney game against the Indiana Pacers. Now, this in-season tournament game means nothing for the Pistons. They're, they were eliminated, I believe, after their second loss in the in-season tourney. Um, so, yeah, the, the in-season, for in-season tournament um, reasons, yeah, it doesn't matter at all for the Pistons. But overall for the season, this is a big-time um, return for the Pistons. Jalen Dern has been out for quite a few games, and really, after the first three games of the season, once he uh, really sprained his ankle, he just wasn't the same type of player. Um, so his impact on the game was not felt at the same you know level as it was the first three to four games of the year. Despite that, though, even him at the you know lesser version of himself that he played on or that he played with through the uh, the Pelicans game, the Suns game the Milwaukee game, and then the 76ers game and, and where he re-aggravated it again, even him at that lesser version is is so much of a better option than anything else the Detroit Pistons have on their roster at the big man position that even, and I, look, I, I, I hope that he's 110%. We've already talked about that on the podcast a ton, that I don't want him coming back unless he's 110% because of how important he is and how much they need him at 110%. But... I'm just saying, even if he was like 90%, him at 90% is better than anything else the Pistons have at the big man position. And we've talked about a ton on here how Jalen Duran not having, a, or the Pistons not having, I should say, a third big man or even a, a backup big that can play defense, you can rely on to execute your defensive scheme, to make an impact in that end, that both your options outside of Duran are pure offensive options. If Duran goes down, you're just screwed, and they've been screwed, and the numbers back this up. I thought th- these numbers were incredibly interesting, and they back up the eye test. The Detroit Pistons so far, through 13 games, are 21st 
in defensive rating. Their defensive rating as a team through 13 games is 115.2. Um, so that is a little bit better than last year so far. Still not good. If you guys remember before the season, I said if they went full defense, I could see them making a jump from like 28th to around 22nd to 21st. I, but I thought that was maybe as high as they could go because of the defensive personnel. Um, so they're hovering right around where I expected them to be able to do or be at if they wanted to really focus on defense. Um, however, they are a different defensive team when Jalen Duran is on the floor of any rotation player, not including, you know, two-way guys, you know, of any guy who is a rotation player for the Pistons, Jalen Duran has the highest defensive rating when he's on the floor, or the lowest, I should say, the lowest defensive rating of any player on the floor for the Pistons so far this year. In his 231 minutes played, the Detroit Pistons have a 109.8 defensive rating. When he's off the floor, they have a 116.8 defensive rating. That's a seven-point difference. When Jalen Duran is on the floor, the Detroit Pistons have a defensive rating that is equal of the eighth-best defense in the NBA. The eighth-best defense in the NBA is Miami Heat at 110.0, so the Pistons would slot right ahead of them if you were just looking at Jalen Duran's minutes on the floor. Now, am I saying if Jalen Duran's healthy, the Pistons are going to be a top-10 defensive unit? No, that's not what I'm saying. Because, unfortunately, you have to play other guys. And Jalen Duran's not going to be on the floor for a full 48 minutes. I also don't think those numbers will hold up. I don't think Jalen Duran's going to be anchoring when he's on the floor a top eight defensive unit. Do I think he'll be? Do I think the team will be much better with him on the floor? Yes, but I do expect some regression in that department to come. Uh, but who knows how much? Maybe it not, may not be a lot. The point is, is that when Duran's on the floor, they actually have a chance of being a good defensive team. When he's on the floor. They get by defensively, not just get by defensively. They play they play really well defensively. So they that's they desperately need him back for that reason alone. The guys who are replacing Jalen Duran, Marvin Bagley, they have a defensive rating of one fourteen point five when Marvin Bagley is on the floor in his two hundred ninety three minutes. That's one of the worst on the entire team. And then the worst on the team is James Wiseman. They have a defensive rating of one twenty one point eight. When he is on the floor, that would be the equivalent of the worst defensive rating in the entire NBA. So these are the options that that the Pistons have when Jalen Duran's out. And, you know, you can handle this. I've said this before multiple times about Marvin Bagley. You can handle that with Marvin Bagley for 10 to 15 minutes if he's just, his, you know, if his, his role is to just come in, score the basketball, and in those limited minutes, so you don't have to play those long extended minutes of having your defenses impacted at that point. You can take advantage of his offensive impact in those short stretches and get away with it. When Duran's out and now Bagley's playing 25-plus minutes, you've got James Wiseman playing 10-plus minutes, now you're getting around 38 minutes each night of bad defensive center play. So and it's, just, it's a killer. It's just an absolute killer. So they need Jalen Duran back. He'll help the offense too. Um K desperately needs a guy who knows how to set screens, roll, and play with his pace. Um, Jalen Duran's offensive rating for the team this year is one of the worst for the league. Or not the league, but one of the worst on the team. But that has to do with the fact that I think he's been playing with that starting lineup, obviously. That was not good offensively for the first eight games that he played in. He's obviously now going to be coming back to a different starting lineup that features Cade and Jane Ivey with Asar Thompson and Isaiah Stewart and him. And it sounds like that even Boyan's coming back soon. And when Boyan does come back, I won't be shocked if we see Boyan join that starting lineup. So I think the Pistons, you're going to see them start to go a little bit more offensive in the lineup. 
and they're going to hope with Jalen Duren on the floor, he can keep them hovering around a mid-tier defense while also giving some offense to the team by bringing in a Jane Ivey and bringing in a Boyan Bogdanovich. That is my expectation of what they're going to do. Now, whether that actually can happen, whether Jalen Duren actually is going to be good enough at 20 years old, he just turned 25 days ago, if he actually is going to be good enough over an 82-game NBA season to anchor a mid-tier defense, I guess we'll have to see. I don't think it's incredibly likely, but through, like I said, through the eight games, they have been excellent defensively with him on the floor. We'll see if that can continue throughout the year if he has less impactful defenders in front of him. We talked about that earlier in the season, that part of the reason I thought that he was looking so good defensively was because he was also being surrounded by good defenders, which was making his life a little easier and allowing him to really sharpen in on the things he needed to. Um, We'll see if he's able to have that same type of impact and if the team can have the same level of defense, even if you have lesser defenders in front of him now and Jane Ivey and Boyan Bogdanovich. It's like the, you know, it's a game you're playing here. You, You know, you have to pick your poison, basically. Um, and the Pistons have to try to find the right balance here. But there's no doubt that they need Jalen Duran back on the floor. Him being back on the floor gives them the best chance at cracking their losing streak. Um, and we'll see how he looks. If he's 110% healthy and he's all the way there, I think he can you know, really help this Pistons team be better than they've looked over the last 13 games. Um, so we'll see how much of an impact he can have. Um, I'm really interested to see how they go about building that starting lineup now with Duran back. Um, and how many minutes um, we start to see of those backup five still. If we start to see, if we continue to see more of Isaiah Stewart as the backup five, or, you know, when Duran comes out, they just move Stu up to the five, and then Stu comes out, you bring Duran back in. They've been doing that a lot since Duran's been out playing Stu at the five because they can't trust their other big men long enough. So I wonder if that's something that continues. There's a bunch of stuff I'm watching for when Duran returns, but happy to see that he's healthy, happy to see that he's coming back, and his impact should be immediately felt defensively for the Detroit Pistons. Um, let me know in the comment section down below, what do you guys think about Jalen Duran coming back from his injury? Do you agree with me that he can help this team immediately, offensive, immediately defensively? What do you think about his impact offensively? All the things we talked about, let me know what your thoughts are in the comment section down below or over on Twitter, at Cooker Hill. When we come back for the next, I don't know, 18 or so minutes, we'll be talking about all of your guys' answers that you guys sent, I got over 300 answers about what you're thankful for with the Detroit Pistons. We got some good, serious answers, but we got a lot of funny ones. I think, you know, with a team like this and, and what we're, you know, Pistons fans are dealing with right now, it's, it's, it's fun to be able to sit back during Thanksgiving, eat your food, you know, enjoy your time, and also have a good little laugh, you feel me? So we're going to have a fun time the, the rest of the podcast. Stay tuned for it. But first, you guys got to hear from some of our lovely sponsors. So I want to thank you guys again for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We're free and available on all your podcast platforms. If you haven't already, head to the YouTube channel at Lockdown Pistons. Hit that subscribe button or leave us a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. That's another great way to support the podcast. All right, so this is going to be some fun. This is not a serious segment, the next two segments. These are not crazy. These are not, you know, super serious. Um, I went on Twitter, and I tweeted out in the morning of Thanksgiving. Um, what are you thankful for with the Detroit Pistons? I also, you know, posted it on YouTube. Um, and I got a ton of answers from you guys and it was really funny. It was a lot of really funny stuff, a lot of cool stuff. Um, also said, uh, some heartwarming answers as well. We'll talk about, um, but definitely a lot of funny ones. So, um, let's go ahead and get started. I do want to say, what am I thankful for with the Detroit Pistons? I, I will just say, I'm thankful that the Pistons have created an opportunity 
for me to do what I do every single day, covering this team, having this community with Lockdown Pistons, all of you guys, um, us continuing to grow this community. I'm thankful for all of you guys who listen every single day. Um, so I appreciate all of that. Without the Pistons, obviously that wouldn't be possible for me right now. Um, so I appreciate all of that. And, you know, even when they're losing a ton and even when, you know, it, it's not a lot of fun basketball to watch, I still have fun doing this job, and it's not. it wouldn't be possible without all of you guys listening. Obviously, it wouldn't be possible without the Pistons. So that's, that's what I'm thankful for concerning the Pistons. Now let's move on to your guys' answer. So I want to start off with an answer I got that was incredibly, I thought, heartwarming and, and very nice to see. I, I got a, fun, a ton of funny ones. Then I got this one. I was like, you know what? This is what really matters. I know we can joke around. We can joke around a ton. But this is the kind of stuff that really matters. This is It's cool to see that NBA team can have this kind of impact, even when they're losing. Um, so this one was tweeted at me from William Dobby, and he said, Honestly, after my mom passed a couple years ago, I bought a half season of tickets in this year again. They've given me and my family some scheduled time together. My daughter and wife have turned into fans even, and we've seen we've even seen one of their last four wins. So I, I, I'm incredibly happy to be able to share that on the podcast. I'm happy that you were, uh, William, able to share that with us, um, that the Pistons are able to, you know, again, like I said, even in losing times, even when they're not very good, there are a ton of people who use the Pistons as an escape. And being able to watch the Pistons, being able to go to Piston games, um, you know, it can, it, can, there's, it can go beyond basketball. So those kind of messages, and, and I'm happy to, you know, have received that type of message. I thought that was incredibly nice to see, incredibly nice to hear. Um, yeah, man, it's just, you know, like I said, sometimes it goes beyond basketball. Um, and it, it's cool to see that team, even as bad as the Pistons, even as bad as the Pistons have been, can still, you know, provide that for fans out there. So really cool story right there. Um, I wish the best to you and your family out there, William. Um, all right, so now let's go to another one. This one's from Deshaun Blunt. This was another really cool one. Um, one of the biggest Pistons fans I've seen out there, um, he says, thankful for over 30 years of memories and fun times. Followed this team since I was a kid. My first memory is cutting grass to a bad boys championship pin wore on my clothes till it broke. Experiencing the ups and downs and all the middle ground of this franchise. So my older listeners got to experience the bad boys, got to experience the 2004 team. So they got to see championship level teams. They've been able to experience that, experience that with the Detroit Pistons. And like I've mentioned multiple times with myself, I was alive, for, obviously, for the Pistons' 4 championship. I remember the parade. I remember seeing them win it. But as I've said multiple times, it's not the same as being able to see a team go through the ups and downs, not just for one season, but through multiple seasons, see the storylines that continue throughout seasons, see guys go through you know tough stretches, whatever, see the you know everything get built up, and then see it pay off. That is the big-time thing, and I have not been able to experience that with the Pistons. My older listeners have been. They were able to see things get built from the bottom, see things, you know, struggle, see the ups, the downs, and see it all pay off. So for those, that's obviously a big reason to be thankful for the Pistons. You got to experience some things that, yes, while the Pistons haven't been good in a while, a lot of NBA teams just haven't been able to experience that once. A lot of fans haven't been able to experience that once, and older, some of my older listeners have been able to experience that three times, So and once back-to-back, and then a, a run of six straight Eastern Conference Finals. So... Yeah, I think that's very clearly a big thing that, you know, certain Pistons fans can be thankful for. Um, 
And I got that answer a lot. That was one of the answers I got a ton of. So, yeah, I'd love to hear that. Um, all right, so let's get some of the funny ones in here. <laughs> because they were a ton. They were a ton of funny ones. So this one, <laughs> I got this one a few times from you guys. And also, by the way, while we're doing this, go in the comment section down below or tweet me over at Kuka Hill. If you did not tweet me or, or comment on one of the YouTube videos or on the YouTube post, what you guys are thankful for with the Pistons, whether it's serious or a funny joke to help us all laugh during these times, go ahead and do that. So this one's from Wiso, and like I said, I got this from a few different people in different ways being said. Um, but, but this one was tweeted at me from Wiso on Twitter. He says, thankful that we haven't yet been relegated or shipped out of Detroit. <laughs> like, I mean... There are a lot of cities in the in the United States that don't have NBA teams. That is true. Detroit is one of them. Detroit, I believe, we talked about this last year, I, or in the offseason, I think. The Pistons are one of, yeah, it came up when we were talking about, is Detroit actually a small market or a big market, et cetera? Um, because Detroit's one of the only, I think, I'm going to be off with this, but I don't remember exactly. I think it's 11 cities. There's not many cities that have four, have teams in all four major sports, in baseball, football, um, uh, football, baseball, hockey, and basketball. Not many cities have one in all four, and the you know Detroit is one of them. So yeah, I guess you can be thankful that you know you're not one of those cities that don't have a team that they haven't been yet shipped out of Detroit. <laughs> I don't think you ever have to be worried about that happening. There's too much history with the Pistons that I, I could never imagine them being moved out of Detroit ever. Um, so yeah, I guess that's something to be super positive about. Um, where's another? Let's go to another. Um, Another funny one. Um, <laughs> this one, I want to make this clear. This is not of my saying. This is not my beliefs. This is not what I said. These are what the fans are saying. This one is from Devastating Asteroid on Twitter. He says that Tom Gores is older than me, and he surely won't own the team for my entire life. Yeah, I mean, it, it probably is mathematically impossible that Tom Gores will be able to own the team for your entire life, especially if you're younger. Younger Pistons fan. So, yeah, I guess, you know, if you're not a fan of Tom Gores, I guess that is, you know, <laughs> that is a, a thing to be thankful about. Here's another one from Will B on Twitter. This one is, I'm thankful for Bally Sports keeping that trash product far, far away from any streaming service available to me. Yeah, we've we've complained a lot about Bally um, on the podcast, and, yeah, it's not been good. It's not been good. I feel like almost every game I can't even watch. I had to go find a... Uh, uh, a redacted, let's leave it at that, to watch the games on because Bally's just messing up and not not working. Um, but, yeah, I, that is, you know, fair enough. If you don't got to deal with it, I see why you'd be thankful for that kind of thing. Um, another one that was tweeted at me from David Wallace, it says, I guess LCA is kind of nice. Yeah, I mean, Little Caesars Arena is a fine stadium. That is a cool thing when you get to go ahead downtown. Um, I think it's pretty cool to be – you know, if you're from Detroit, you know, you can be thankful that you have the Lions Stadium, the Tiger Stadium, and then the Pistons of Red Wing Stadium all right next to each other. It's super cool um, at night, especially when two teams are playing at once. I think it looks really lit downtown. Um, so I think that's a super cool thing to be thankful for, for sure. Um, and, yeah, the the uh, the arena itself is pretty cool. So, yeah, I think, I think that's one of them. Um, this one's from All Sports Detroit 2023. He says, bad boys in the going-to-work times. Absolutely amazing. They will be back sometime, and the city's going to explode. Don't know when, but it will. And Koo, of course, best locked-on host of all the Detroit teams. Good stuff, sir. I had to include that one because, obviously, he complimented me and 
gave me a really nice compliment. So I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Um, thankful for all you guys out there, but thank you so much for that. And yeah, like I said, man, the ones who got to experience the bad boys and going to work times, I feel like, and let me know in the comment section if you guys disagree or over on Twitter again. I feel like for those listeners, the ones who got to experience that, it doesn't hurt as much. I like, I feel like it doesn't hurt as much what the Pistons have been through the last 10 years, because at least you guys got to witness, you know, stuff get built up to being a championship team, being able to see it pay off. For a lot of people my age and younger, we've never experienced it. All we've known is losing. All we've known is not winning. I, like I've said before, my favorite season of all time, my favorite Piston player of all time is Blake Griffin in 2018-19. That's the most successful season I've been able to really witness, for real. Like, that's, that's people my age, that's what they're, you know, that's their best moment for Pistons fans. So I feel like it kind of hurts us more. But maybe you guys disagree. Maybe you guys feel that's, that's not very true. Um, so let me know. I, I want to know if you guys feel the same way. Um, and then here's the, here's the final one and we'll go to a break real quick and we'll come back and answer, answer some more. Um, this one, <laughs> this one, I, I saw this one and I saw this one at work. I had to work on Thanksgiving. That's great. You know? Um, but I saw this on, on my phone at work and I, I actually laughed out loud. Um, this one's from a maxi three on Twitter says that ESPN stopped giving me the final score <laughs> notifications for the Piston games. I mean, yeah, if they're going to, you know, struggle like this, if you can just, if just ignoring them is the best way possible and ESPN has stopped sending you the notifications, I guess you can be thankful for that. You ain't got to be reminded that the Pistons just lost and blew another fourth quarter lead to a team that's worse than them, apparently. Like, you ain't got to worry about that no more. You ain't got to worry about them going down by 40, getting that notification about the Raptors game, getting that notification about Reggie Jackson and KCP returning to Detroit and sending them home without Jokic and Jamal Murray. You ain't got to get those notices. So I get it. I get that. Fair enough. When we come back, we're going to read off some more answers from you guys, some serious and funny ones. Um, Stay tuned for all that. But first, you guys got to hear from some of our lovely sponsors. So I want to thank you guys again for making Locked On Pistons your first listen of every single day. We are free and available on all your podcast platforms. If you haven't already, head to the YouTube channel at Locked On Pistons. Hit that subscribe button or leave us a five-star review on whatever podcast platform listening to this on that's another great way to support the podcast all right so we're going to try to go a little faster with these because i want to get as many of these answers in as, as i can because they I'm, when i tell you guys i got over 300 and all of them were making me laugh a lot of them were making me laugh um <laughs> i, I want to try to get through get through as many of these but i guess a serious one i got this answer a ton the pistons young cord that people are thankful for and definitely i even with the pistons losing 13 in a row now, I think eventually this may, you know, become a problem, you know, with the young core. Like, eventually that may, you may start to question some of the core. But definitely, I think over the last 14 years, there's been no other time where the Pistons have this exciting of a young core, this promising of a young core with Kay Cunningham, Jalen Duran, Asar Thompson, Jane Ivey, and then whoever you include outside of that. Like, if you want to include Isaiah Stewart, go ahead. Um, but, like, those four main guys, um, I don't think the Pistons have had that kind of core guys at any other point over the last four years with that much promise. Because I don't think, I, I don't know how many of them are actually good NBA players right now compared to the rest of the league. They are definitely the most promising prospects the Pistons have had since I you know, can remember watching the team. Um, I don't want to say they're the best four players they've had because obviously you've seen, like, Andre became pretty damn good. He's better than any of them are right now. Um, you know, KCP became pretty good. Um, 
you know, so like stuff like that. But as far as like their promise as prospects, like becoming what their ceilings are, what you can expect of them in the future. Yeah, I don't think the Pistons have had four guys um, at any other point over the last 15 years that match what Cade, Duran, um, Asar, and Ivy reach. Um, so, yeah, I, I understand that. That's definitely something to be thankful about. Um, another funny one that I saw, um, I don't know if you guys have been seeing it, but that popular uh, Vince McMahon meme that's been going around where he's being interviewed and he kind of chokes up. <laughs> and he kind of chokes up and he looks at the camera and he says, he says, you know, he's like, cut, cut the tape, cut the tape. And he's sitting there like holding back tears everyone's been using. <laughs> All I got like five of you guys just simply responded with that, <laughs> with that, with that because you guys couldn't find with an answer. You guys, <laughs> I, that was that that made me, you know, that made me laugh. You know, that that was that that was pretty funny. Another answer I got from Zachary Singer on Twitter: Thankful we are off today and don't have to watch that travesty. My God, come on, guys, <laughs> come on. Um, this one is from. Another Pistons fan, it says they have more championships than the Knicks. Yeah, you know, that's a good thing. You know, Pistons have a, a rich history. Yes, that is a really good thing to be thankful about. Really good thing to have. Um, <laughs> I had a few people say someone told me that they don't play today or play today. I'm thankful for that. That. <laughs> oh my God, man, you guys, <laughs> you guys are crazy. Uh, Don on Twitter, he tweeted, uh, "I'm thankful for Jane Ivy's two shooting percentage." Yeah, Jane Ivey's been very effective, very efficient in the in the minutes that he has gotten to play. Um, he's at 63 true shooting percentage. He's been very efficient. So, yeah, I definitely understand why you'd be thankful for that kind of thing. Um, <laughs> someone tweeted at me and said, um, the only thing I'm thankful for is Hooper's birthday. That's all I got. <laughs> and then they, they tweet a gif of, of, of Hooper dancing. That was – y'all are funny, man. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all are funny. This is another one is I got was I'm thankful that Bally Sports doesn't work half the time, so I don't have to watch them. Yeah, Bally's great. Bally's great. Um Okay, here's a here's a you know positive one. Um that we're at our lowest, so there's literally nowhere to go but up. Unless of course they sell the franchise. <laughs> oh my god. Even in like some positive ones, you guys couldn't stop from trying to <laughs> hit something at the end. Um and then after that, man, I got a lot of, you know, I can't go obviously through all 300 of these, but I got a lot of thankful for Kay Cunningham, a lot of thankful for Asar, thankful for Ivy, um, thankful for Durin, um, thankful for Stu's improvement. I got a few of those. Um, oh, here's an, a good one from someone who lives in Detroit. Um, this one is from someone on Twitter. It says, I'm thankful that I can walk to a game if I want to now. Yeah, I think that's a pretty cool thing, too. For your city's team, the Detroit Pistons, to actually be in Detroit. Now, while I love the Palace, a lot of people, you know, in obviously out here by Detroit, couldn't go to those games because it was so far away. So having the team actually in the city it's named after, I think that's really cool and obviously what you – really nice to have. And like I said, having all th- three of your sports teams – or four because the Red Wings and Pistons share one um, – but having all the stadiums in just that little corner and having it being able to, you know, light up, um, especially when they play at the same time, is super dope. So, yeah, I think that's incredible. I think that's one. I wonder how many other cities have that same kind of thing going. Um, but it definitely is super cool, I think, at least somewhat unique to the Pistons and to Detroit. Not Maybe not the Pistons, to Detroit, I mean. Um, and then the last one I'll say – oh, actually, no, not the last one I'll say. There's one other one I want to say. Another one I was told is uh, – 
I'm thankful that the season's already 15% over. <laughs> oh my goodness, dude. Um <laughs> You guys you guys brought some laughs to me this year, man. This this year on Thanksgiving, you guys brought some needed laughs. Um and then a final one that we'll end off with is I'm thankful I got this one a ton. I, I got a lot of the, this one. I'm thankful for the possible talent on this team moving forward. I'm thankful for the community developed with the Pistons fans that we all can suffer through the same <laughs> the same torture and same excitement when the team hits their ups. And that's where I want to end it off with. I, like I said, I got like probably 200 more answers from you guys. <laughs> and a lot of them were really funny. A lot of funny memes, a lot of funny gifts. Um, but I wanted to end it off with that one because, you know, like I said at the beginning, I am thankful for all of you guys who listen every single day, who's helped create the Lockdown Pistons community. But like I said, this goes beyond basketball with, you know, with sports. A lot of people use sports as an outlet, as a way to, you know, escape reality, really. And to feel some kind of togetherness, feel like they belong somewhere, you know. I, for a lot of people, yeah, maybe they're just watching basketball. It's nothing more, nothing less. But for, for equally a lot of people as well, that it's much more than that. And the fact I, I do think the Pistons fan base is very, you know, very active. And, you know, there it is a very nice community. It's a very good community, and it's a it's a populated community. And everyone, I'd say for the most part, for the most part is together and, you know, they root for each other. So I I do think that that is a good thing to have within a fan base and within a community. And not only am I thankful for the community we've created at Lockdown Pistons, I'm grateful for, I'm thankful, and I think all Pistons fans share the same thing, that they're thankful for the fan base and everyone being together, um, being able to use the Pistons as an outlet. Um, And even when they suffer, at least we're suffering together, right? At least we're suffering together. And then when eventually there are the good times that will come and so, someday, someday when the good times come, we'll all be able to celebrate. Oh, my God, I hit my mic. We'll all be able to celebrate together as well. And that makes it better. It's, it's better to celebrate with with others together as a community rather than just celebrating by yourself, right? So um, we'll end it off with that one. If you did not send in an answer, um, I'd love to hear from any more of you guys who did not send it on Twitter at Kukahill or comment down below on YouTube. Um, if you got some more funny ones, man, I'm always interested in a, more, in a, in a, in a laugh. <laughs> um, but you guys ain't got any serious ones, any cool stories or anything. I'd love to hear those too. So thank you guys for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. Hit that subscribe button to the YouTube channel. Leave us a five-star review, whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. And until next time, I'll see you guys later. Stay safe out there. I hope you guys enjoyed your Thanksgiving. And until next time, peace out.